All right, so I am here tonight without Kevin to do a, uh, a quick solo check-in. Uh, Kev is traveling for work, so we will uh, we'll be recording a fuller version um, on Wednesday to go over uh, the RBC Heritage, some of the bigger themes that emerged from that tournament. Um, I know we both have some thoughts on Rory skipping the event, uh, the big fine that he got. Um, we definitely both have some thoughts on Patrick Cantlay's pace of play, uh, which seems to have united the golfing world. Um, so I know we want to get into that. It was a very exciting finish at the RBC Heritage. We had Matt Fitzpatrick take down Jordan Spieth in the third hole of a playoff. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick, after a very, very shaky start to the season, um, you know, coming back with two very strong performances in a row uh, at the Masters and now getting this win at the Heritage, uh, a designated event, a strong field, um, you know, on the third playoff hole, you know, sticking his approach shot to like six inches to sort of lock it up over Spieth um, to take down that purse. Um, he will be playing this week in the Zurich Classic, uh, which will not be an event that those in survivor pools will have to worry about. It is a team event, so uh, no individual cut, which means no picks this week. Um, you know, we'll get into sort of who we like from a gambling perspective uh, on the Zurich, but, um, you know, going back to the RBC uh, Heritage, uh, checking in on, on some, some other hits we got in terms of some of our picks, um, I know that I had mentioned uh, Max Homa to miss the cut as, as sort of my fade of the week, well, one of my two fades of the week. Um, Homa did miss the cut, and, and again, sort of two performances here in a row uh, that are a little shaky. Um, definitely got off to a shaky start uh, at the Heritage. Um, you know, played a, played a tee shot out of bounds early in round one. Never was able to make enough birdies to, to recover from that. And then Il Emiliano Grillo, I call him Grillo. I know his name is Grillo or uh, Grillo, but yeah, top 10 finish. Uh, finished his solo ninth. Um, I know he was 300 to 1 to win the tournament, but 18 to 1 uh, to finish in the top 10. And, and I sort of, you know, jumped on that. And, and again, his ball striking has always been phenomenal. And, and we were sort of mentioning the course setup. Um, you know, canceling out some some bad putters and, you know, maybe hiding that weakness um, for a little bit. Um, so he didn't really contend to win the tournament. That obviously came down to Jordan Spieth, who again, um, another great finish, finishes second here, finishes, uh, I think, third at the Masters. Um, you know, has a bunch of top tens this year and is really seeming to come into form. Um, always entertaining stuff. I, I know, uh, on the 18th hole, had a had a putt to win the tournament. Um, it lips out. You know, he sort of celebrates it almost at the cup. Um, you know, him and his caddy had some great interactions as well uh, during that tournament. But um, Fitzpatrick outplays him down the stretch and gets the win. Um, one of these two gentlemen will be at this event this week, which I'll get into now. The, uh, the Zurich Classic um, at TPC Louisiana down in New Orleans. Um, as I mentioned earlier, a team event, uh, teams of two, um, we'll be playing two uh, different formats. Um, we'll be playing four ball and four sums. Uh, four ball, which is more commonly known as best ball play, uh, will be played in rounds one and three. And then four sums, which is you know more commonly known as alternate shot, will be played uh, in rounds two and four. Um, in best ball, for those that aren't uh, you know aren't golfers or don't don't gamble on the golf course, is where uh, both you know four people in a group will play two teams. 
Um, everybody will play uh, and record their score, and the team will just record the lowest of the two scores for their team as their official whole score, um, and then sort of totaling it up into their round score. Um, and then an alternate shot, it is exactly what it sounds like. Um, you know, one player hits the tee shot, the next player hits the approach shot, and then so so on and so forth, um, you know, until the ball goes in the hole, and that score is, is the team's score. Um, it is a stroke play event. Um, dominated last year um, by this year's prohibitive favorites, um, Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele, who are, uh, you know, sort of very close personal friends, well-known in the golf world. Uh, Patrick Cantlay been under some fire the last couple weeks, and like I said, we'll get into that more Wednesday when we get Kevin back. Um, but, yeah, they dominated this event last year, set the event record, and they are the favorites at 4-1, to one, um, you know, twice the odds of the second uh, the second. Uh, lowest odds, uh, who's at eight to one. Um, yeah, the, the course is uh, 7,400 yards, pretty long when it's a peat die setup. So uh, a lot like last week, different ways to play it, but it is a, a little lengthier um, than, than Hilton Head, uh, you know, Harbor Town at Hilton Head uh, and, and Sawgrass. So should be a challenge there. Um, some interesting storylines going into this. Uh, this last week's champion, Matt, Fitz, Matt Fitzpatrick, playing with his brother, Alex Fitzpatrick, um, who is a uh, amateur circuit golfer, um, you know, played at Wake Forest, I think. But um, kind of interesting because even though they're not the favorites, if they are to win this event, it would uh, get Alex, the younger brother, the, the less accomplished, you know, not not major major winning Fitzpatrick, uh, his PGA Tour card for, for five seasons, I think. So a pretty cool opportunity for big brother Matt to help his little brother out um, and get him his tour card. But yeah, facing facing a stacked field with some interesting um, interesting names uh, that that will be in contention. As I mentioned, uh, headlined by uh, Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele, uh, the returning champions. Um, but other than that, we got some interesting interesting names that are playing together. Uh, the the second favorite, as I mentioned before, is going to be uh, Max Holma, who's obviously coming off the mix miss cut at the Heritage, but playing with Colin Morikawa. So that's a really great team there. Sungjae Im, Keith Mitchell playing together, and then my personal favorite team is Si Woo and Tom Kim. Um, you know, not only because they're awesome players, but they're also you know great at the President's Cup. Provide some great uh, some great. Uh, entertainment on the golf course and then i'd say the next uh contending team and maybe the last contending team in my in my view is sam burns and billy horschel again just two accomplished um you know multiple time winners uh playing together but but it's also you know there there are some team chemistry dynamics in play here which is why xander and cantlay are uh such prohibitive favorites not only they're probably you know two of the most elite players in the field but they're best friends and when you're getting into that alternate shot uh format you know, there is some, there are some trying times between partners, um, you know, that, that can happen, um, you know, because of errant tee shots or, or whatnot. So, uh, good to be, have a, have a patient partner, maybe two guys who get along, two guys whose temperament is the same. Um, the Sam Burns, Billy Horschel pairing is sort of interesting for me. Um, Sam Burns, a, a very low key, very silent guy plays with a pretty flat demeanor. Billy Horschel, obviously exactly the opposite, um, you know, talks to himself, goes pretty crazy, um, you know, very, very uh, expressive on the course. And then, you know, in that same vein, um, you know, the, the Kim, Si Wu and Tom Kim, both, you know, great, uh, you know, great antics on the course, get excited, um, you know, like to let their emotions fly. So 
Should be some interesting stuff there. Um, but I do have some teams that I think are flying under the radar, um, you know, as potential winners that can shoot some low scores. And I'll just give them to you real quick um, before we wrap this up. Um, I like two Europeans uh, in the middle of the board here, uh, Thornbjorn uh, Olison and Nikolai Hogard, who, who I know we've mentioned Hogard on the podcast before, but they're thirty to one. Um, you know, haven't really seen them play a ton, but they both have they both have game. I haven't seen them play together on a team, so I don't know how that's going to work. But in the best ball format, where it's sort of more crucial to shoot, um, you know, the, the lowest possible score for your team and have the better opportunity to do that. Um, those are two guys that can that can go extremely low, um, especially because of their distance off the tee. Um, on that same vein, I like Ben Griffin and Ryan Gerard at forty-five to one. Um, both rookies. Um, I know Gerard actually just earned his card for next season um, off off the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, both got some great games, and then you know. It, those guys, you know, at longer odds, not not the most likely to hit, but I think just undervalued. Here's a team that I actually think can win the event, and, and they're not the favorites. Um, Sung J M and Keith Mitchell. I know I just mentioned them when I was running down the field, but at fourteen to one, on um, the third favorite again in that uh, in that alternate shot format. Sung J, an extremely accurate tee player, and then Keith Mitchell has been excellent, excellent. Um, in the short game this year, um, you know, I, I know the commentary has really stressed it um, every, pretty much every time he hits a good chip, uh, you know, the improvements that his, he's made um, from last year to this year. Um, and that can sort of maybe complement one another. Uh, Sungjae, obviously, an elite ball striker as well. So if anybody's going to challenge Cantlay and, and Shoffley, I think, you know, they're a team to do it. And I think, you know, that's, that's some pretty good value as the third favorite. But yeah, that'll wrap it up for me. Um, you know, I just wanted to get something quick in, get some, you know, picks out there. If, if you do want to, you know, play this weekend, um, I, I know I look forward to talking with Kev on Wednesday, you know, we'll let him get his, his travel in toward the country a little bit, but then we'll get back to, uh, like I mentioned earlier, some of the larger storylines from the, from the heritage that are going on, um, you know, Rory and him missing the event what that stands for sort of the hypocritical nature of that um, Patrick Cantlay's pace of play that I mentioned earlier I, I know uh, I want to get into how that united the internet and then finally um, I, I do want to relive you know the Fitz Spieth um, you know battle down the stretch and then as our sort of feature you know in in the team event concept uh, Kevin and I are going to sort of draft our fantasy you know golf teams um, for one reason or another and go over that and maybe we'll try to get a special guest in for that as well. Um, but yeah, that should be some fun. I know that I had fun researching that and thinking about what golfers mesh for what reasons and why. And it also sort of presents an opportunity to, you know, talk about the golfers that we have now and, and their strengths and weaknesses and where they sit and what, you know, where, where I think they're going, uh, and, and where, you know, we think they're going, um, in the near future. But again, um, you know, just a quick one for tonight, but, you know, I look forward to picking this up with Kev for, uh, you know, part two on Wednesday, um, and we will, uh, we will catch you then.